this is Maya Lawrence, and you are listening to the Alliance Theater Podcast. Now, I'm sure you're like, who is this? This is a new voice. I am a resident artist here at the Alliance Theater and our allyship program director. And you're about to hear a very special Black History Month episode between me and some might call her my work bestie or my work wife, um, my Spellman sister, Ariel Jacob. She is the head of strategic initiatives here at the Alliance Theater. And we're going to get into all of those fun details in a second. So thanks for listening. Maya. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. I am so excited to be here talking about Black History Month. Yeah, it's something we do all the time. All the time. And I'm happy to be here doing it with you today. My name's Ariel. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I, at the Alliance Theater, help out with our allyship program. We both manage our Spellman program together, our Spellman Leadership Internship Program and Fellowship Program. My official title is Head of Strategic Initiative, so a lot of work with equity, diversity, and inclusion and access. What about you? (laughs) I am Maya. I use she, her pronouns. I am uh, from Queens, New York. That is home. And I am celebrating 10 years in Atlanta this year at the Alliance Theater. I am the allyship program director. It is a thing I made up (laughs) Um, coming out of being a resident artist at the theater, which was made possible because I started as a Spellman leadership intern at the theater. Um, So that is my my history and where I am now. And, you know, it's funny because it makes me think about Sankofa, um, which is uh, the bird reaching back. And it's all about the concept of you got to know where you came from in order to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel I feel like that's a principle that we were taught at Spelman. So we're both Spelman alum. Um, mm-hmm. That is how this relationship started, but funny enough, not at Spelman, here at the Alliance. Um, when I started my fellowship, Ariel was the first person that I worked with. Um, we were managing our drama camps, um, and it was, I think we did that two years together, mm-hmm. and that was the start of this relationship. And so it also makes me think about like that sisterhood of like coming here in a place And just because we had this shared experience in this school centered around who we are as Black women, I feel like I was able to come to this place and find you and immediately be like, okay, I can thrive here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. Building that community here as well, extending beyond Spelman and continuing to flourish and, and cultivate this friendship and also just thinking about everyone at the Alliance who looks like us and trying to make this place home for them as well. And I know that was a big reason why you started the allyship program of just thinking about like alliances and connection and how do we, how are we in alliance to each other? How are we allies to each other? Um, Yeah. So during this month, I feel like this question comes up a lot of like, 
why is it necessary to set aside time like for Black History Month to celebrate Blackness and the Black experience? Um, so I know that's a question I get. So I'm wondering how you feel about that. Do you have a response to that? Yeah, it's funny because I'm thinking about one of the ways I was raised. One of the things my mom always told me was to give people their flowers while, while they can still smell them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I think about Black History Month, I think about all the flowers, metaphorically, um, that our ancestors never got. Mm. And this to me feels like in life, you were not celebrated for the accomplishments and seen for the full human beings that you were and how you contributed to our time on this earth. So as your descendants, collectively, we want to honor you and thank you um, and acknowledge and teach and keep that story alive of who you were, because it's about remembering, Um, you know, one day we will not be on this earth and what we did will be our history. Um, It is the story of what was done, but we're in it right now. And so I think about why can't we also celebrate the way that we're existing and how far we've come and just letting people that are on this earth who are descendants of people that were enslaved and and ripped away from their culture and their accomplishments and their families and their languages. Why can't we take this time in this country as their uh, descendants to honor them and share their story with the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always think about one thing that I think we're big on is like equity versus equality. And so I feel like this argument I always hear of like, why do we have to make everything about race or like if we're unified, you know, we should all be doing the same thing, but it's really about like you're saying, like when you think about a historically excluded community, like, you know, and what that means and exactly what you're saying about giving people their flowers and paying attention to this group that has been historically mistreated, historically not thought about, historically forgotten, Um, And so I think this month is important to like amplify and celebrate and just think about all the ways that Black people have contributed to this country, all the important things that we do and are for each other, um, and just celebrating who we are. And I think it's, it's really hard to take race or ethnicity out of the equation. I think we're also about like celebrating people's identities and their full selves. Um, And you can't do that if you're not acknowledging, you know, the ethnicity or the race that someone is proud of. And that is a part of someone's culture. Um, So I think it, it is definitely important to keep black history month. I am pro black history month. (laughs) Um, I love just this, this, the spotlight and, and kind of putting people who have not, been in the spotlight, in the spotlight. When you were saying, it made me think when I was younger and like in high school, I remember I saw a clip of Morgan Freeman talking about like, why Black History Month? Like I, you know, just want us to not have to celebrate Black History Month. Um, And I'm like, I would act love for us to get to the point where it's like not necessary. And that is the dream and the vision, but we're not there. And it's like, we'll never get there unless we are dealing with where we are now. And I think about 
how influential media is in in like storytelling. And I think us being in theater and being responsible to tell stories, like that is our our job um, for of this institution. And it's an honor to be able to highlight those stories across the year, but also especially like create sacred moments of like, as a culture, we want to celebrate what it means to be Black and to this history of Blackness. And I, I, I'm very excited that we get to do that every day, but specifically right now. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point of it being a continuous celebration and not just during the month of February. Like as pro-Black History Month as I am, I do think it's important that it's not like February 1st, we start celebrating Black people. And then at the end of the month, it's like, okay, we're done, moving on to the next thing. Um, But how do we make it continual and so that it is happening year round and so that people are seeing themselves represented not just during one month. And I think that also brings up this um, conversation that I've had, I know you've had of just like, how can we be authentic in celebrating and honoring Black people without it feeling performative or without it feeling very much like just during this window is when we're going to honor you, but otherwise, you know, we're not going to. So how can we really be authentic in our celebration and honoring of Black people and Black culture? That What I love about the history of Black History Month um, is James Weldon Johnson was a Black man who wanted us to have a week um, to honor our history and where we've come from. And, and I think that like process of self-actualization. And it's, I think what I love about Black people is we advocate, (laughs) like we've been taught to advocate for what we want because we've had to, because we we have not been able to be historically been given the opportunities to get what we need. So it's like, we go out there (laughs) and we get it done. And I think when it comes to the celebration of Black History Month, it is something that was Black-led. Like, it is something that within our own culture, we decided as an American, this is something I need to feel at home here. This is something that I need to be here and thrive here and my family to thrive here and my generations after me to thrive here. And so I think when it comes to how do we celebrate Black History Month, it is taking the, it is allowing our culture to lead what that looks like. And so when we're in predominantly white institutions, it is very much so how are you honoring the people that work for you um, on a daily and not being blind to the fact that there are these struggles that happen on a daily that we cannot even imagine because they are a different culture than we are. And in this time in our society that we've dedicated to honoring that experience and talking about that experience so that we can move through and heal past it as a country, it's it's taking both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that when you mentioned about like, here's what I need 
to thrive and like just hearing that as like a leader of an organization or somebody who manages people and like just asking that question like what do you need what do you need to thrive here what do you need to be successful how can I support you and I think like that's one of the biggest steps an ally can take is like asking those questions but then also being receptive to the answer and then being willing to make change based on the answer so making sure Mm -hmm. that like you're going beyond just the conversations because I think the conversations are great and necessary as a first step but then how do we take action beyond that to make this space safe for you know black artists black employees black staff members our peers um and so just making sure that we're always keeping in mind the experiences like you said of those who don't look like us and what is that and the only way you know is to ask. I mean, you really can't assume. So I think having the conversations, great. And then also, how can we follow up with action? Um, And I think this, when we have this conversation, sometimes I think people let the fear of like being wrong or being called out or, you know, being accused of being performative kind of stops them from taking any action. And so I think I I really appreciate the like thought and intention behind that of wanting to be authentic. But I think sometimes it keeps people from doing anything. Um, So to me, I'd always like rather see just the amplification and celebration of, you know, black people, black culture, like you said, led by black people, I think is like, the best. (laughs) So anytime I see that during Black History Month, I'm like, wow, this is great. But I think I am also thinking about the rest of the year and like, you know, what demographically does your organization look like? Like what demographically does your board look like? What does your senior leadership look like demographically? So I think um, there definitely should be celebration during Black History Month and acknowledgement and honoring but i think it's also a very important question of like what is your black employees or artists experience throughout the year yeah 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 and i think about the fact that when you're talking about like it being black led and then supported by everybody. And I think people, I've heard the argument of like, well, you know, if we're doing this for Black History Month, then we have to come up with a plan for all the other like equity months. And it's like, yes, (laughs) like, yes, you should also have plans for those things as well. And so don't let, you know, the lack of preparation or the the amount of work um, to stop you from doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, too, I've I've been hearing and having conversations where sometimes, like when we talk about the importance of it being Black-led, it's also very important to keep in mind not putting like additional labor or work just on your Black employees and on your Black artists. Um, and just keeping that in mind of, you know, when you ask someone to plan an event or, you know, plan anything during the month, it is additional work. It is additional labor that, you know, someone probably should be compensated for. Um, so just thinking also about that and not 
you know, putting an unfair amount of additional labor on someone just because of the way they look. Um, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with their job, but, you know, you ask them to do X, Y, and Z just because they are Black in your organization, because then you start getting into, you know, tokenization, and you really um, just want to make sure that you're keeping, like we've been talking about, the experience of others in mind and leading with empathy, which I think is um, a skill that as theater people we have. Um and we do and we practice. And so I think always just like stepping into someone's shoes and being able to live in their experience and asking what that is without assuming um, to me is is really important. Yeah, it's funny. I was walking through the airport yesterday and I was flying from Baltimore to Atlanta. And when I got to the Baltimore airport, they had like a Black History Month, like banner it was i was flying southwest and i was like okay southwest like thank you like i i i walked in and i felt really appreciated it felt special and it felt like oh like the same feeling of when someone remembers my birthday it's like oh okay let you see me and then i'm on the plane and they had like so i'm thinking it's just the airport because baltimore is a very black city so i'm thinking okay okay that's just where i am i get on the plane and Southwest on the phone like popped up and it had Black History Month. And I'm like, this is okay. They're like about it. Like it's not just this one location, but they're really celebrating this as a brand. And then I touched down in Atlanta, which is another Black Mecca. And I'm like, there was a whole, it felt like a shrine. Like it was a table. <laughs> It had banners. I took pictures. I just stood there. It was Shirley Chisholm and Maya Angelou. And, and it was just like, wow. Like, I feel so seen. And also, like, this feels like a place to learn because there are other faces I don't know and names I don't know. And I'm like, what a great way of Southwest using their space and their resources to uplift this community. And I know during October when it's breast cancer month, there's a whole campaign around that as well. And so for me, it's like, look at this beautiful reflection of what this company values. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's, I, I love that you like equated it to your birthday because I think it, it like, it is a holiday. Like it should be like a celebration and, you know, this like sharing of knowledge and like this just amplification of, you know, black people and black culture and black inventions that you didn't know were invented by black people. I feel like every single year I am discovering like this new invention that was invented by a black inventor and I didn't had no idea. And I think that is how I love when people approach it. Like this is like a celebration. It's like fun. Um, you know, there obviously have been struggles of our people. We have overcome so much, but I think um, just making sure to center like Black joy as well. And um, fun fact that I didn't know until right before this podcast is that <laughs> every Black History Month has a theme. So this year's theme is Black resistance. So thinking about like how, you know, do Black people resist and how have Black people resisted in the past and how has that changed, you know, now in the current 
current date. So I think like there's just so much that can be done during this time and beyond um, that it's it's exciting to me. It's exciting to think about. I'm I feel really especially black resistance in a form of resistance is that joy mm-hmm. and there's a book it's called rest is resistance that I definitely am recommending to people I haven't even been able to read it yet but it's from an organization the Nat ministry um and it's to me being able to celebrate because I've been celebrating black history month my whole life like I've been privilege to be in a community that has done Black History Month celebrations in school and at church and things like that. And so what I, as in my adulthood, I'm embracing what Black history and Black future and Black present and using this time for that as well. And in that Blackness, like that digging even deeper of like in this culture where are we marginalizing like where is that internalized oppression showing up and how am I targeting that um, throughout the year and it's like these conversations are conversations we have every day (laughs) and I think the more that um, we have the conversation the more awareness we have and what I love about the theater this month is of us doing Hot Wing King. Mm -hmm. And it really is this story of Black men, Black masculinity, Black love, Black joy, Black food, Black culture, and the ways that we show up. Um, And specifically, it is highlighting the queer experience, the Black male queer experience, which my whole life was not talked about publicly and celebrated nonetheless. And so it feels beautiful to be in this month and being able to highlight even more of what it means to be Black in ways that society and media and and other forms of storytelling have not um, lifted up. I love that. Yeah. Just the idea of like intersectionality is a thing, you know, and people exist as like multiple things all at the same time and if you you know hyper focus somewhere you're not thinking about someone else's experience so it's like it really is too much to fit in one month we need several months but I think like it then that's why it's important for it to continue beyond just February you know and and thinking about black history as like the history of America like it's you know I think it's mm-hmm. important to separate it and honor it because it has been excluded for so long. But like, I think you talked about at the beginning of just like, hopefully we get to the point that we just acknowledge history, you know, and everyone who was involved in that um, without it being separate. But I think that that's where we are now. And I I think like I've been saying it, it is still very important um, and I think like one thing you mentioned not too long ago when you were talking about Southwest and like it, that being an expression of their values, like I think that was really important because it's like us, you know, amplifying Black History Month 
should be an expression of like a company or an organization's values, you know, of like, this is what we think is important. We think it is important to lift up these voices who have been historically excluded, which is like, I think why we need to keep having this conversations, like why we need to still be um, amplifying Black History Month and Black artists and Black directors and Black writers and Black stories and the Black experience because it is important. And I think that that is something we've said is one of our values at the Alliance. I know it's one of our values, me and you. Um, And so I think just continuing to showcase that, especially like you mentioned, Atlanta, I mean, is Black Mecca. Um, So being able to tell stories of our community and that matter to our community and that anyone can come in and see themselves or someone they know on stage, I think there's a lot of power in representation. And I think, you know, with the Alliance being Atlanta's national theater, the story of Atlanta is rooted in history and civil rights history and what that means for the rest of the world. When we think about the native son of Atlanta, Martin Luther King, and what it means to create art in the city that he left his legacy in, um, and to be <laughs> Spelman sisters of this icon. Um, you know, I feel a very, uh, a big tie to commitment and action. Um, and so one of the questions that just popped up in my head is, okay, so we're, we're you know, we talk about conversations. Um, there is a quote by Alice Walker. I, I got to listen to her during um, a convocation at Spelman one day. And one, as the writer of The Color Purple, like the influence of that person's imagination like is just astounding to me as an artist and one of the things she wrote down well one thing she said that I wrote down is the truth will live on forever you have to take care of the truth because it can die to you Mm. it's still gonna go but if you don't take care of the truth it will die to you and so for me I I think about you know, the truth has this flame of like this very of candle. Like before we started our podcast, we we're like, okay, I gotta light my candle. I gotta, you know, put that element in the air. And what the care that it takes to keep a flame going. And so what is something, um, Black Joy, Black Resistance, what is something you want to do to take keep your your flame going? your truth with how are you taking care of you Ariel Mm-mm-mm. I love that I love that because it's also it makes me think of some a thought that I had when you were talking about rest and joy being a form of resistance and I think something I'm like unlearning now and, and have been for a while is the idea of like someone's contribution being like who they are and like the value that they have And like when I was talking about, you know, Black inventors and writers and, you know, these things that they've contributed to this country, but like they, you know, were more than that. It's like, who are you outside of just like this thing you invented? And like, it's less about what this country can take from you 
and just like celebrating who we are as people and like, you know, uh, who I am as a sister and a daughter and a mother and a friend and like really thinking about mm -hmm. who I am as like a human versus like what I can give to the world. Like what is my like legacy beyond just like productivity? So that is something that I am thinking about. I feel like I'm trying to keep that flame going by like my relationships and just being present mm -hmm. for people and being like a good friend and, you know, mm -hmm. a good mother and a good daughter. So I'm, I think that is something I'm thinking about is like, what is the legacy I'm leaving with the people that I love and that love me? Um, <laughs> a very deep answer, but that's, that's, what I'm about. that's what I'm thinking about today. What about you? Um, I think for me, it is uh, telling my truth. I think I'm I'm a very uh, like private person. I, I use my Scorpioness. I'm a Libra Sun, but I got Scorpio in there, and so they're very private. And I think. I've been able to have the privilege of having so much beautiful influences, like cultural influences. And um, I'm at a point where it's like, okay, my nice be generous and share. <laughs> now you have to, you've been given so much information and love and it's time to reflect that out and give it to people also. Um, and being that vessel that I think artists are. And so I've been using my art in the way that I can. And so I think, um, do you love the dark? My book, um, is, is one of those gifts of love of just like when the word black and dark is used, it's often used with a negative connotation. And as someone who has dark skin, it doesn't feel good to have to every time use that word subconsciously press back this negativity. And so I'm like, I want to tell the story of darkness and blackness being beautiful. And, you know, I think a couple of years ago we had in our TVY series, Theater for the Very Young, which please come see if you have any um, zero to five year olds in your life or still in your heart. Um, and we had, it was called Beautiful Blackbird. And all of the kids leave the show saying black is beautiful. And I'm just like, I think as a person who uses the word black quite frequently in her vocabulary, it is beautiful to hear children all across Atlanta of every culture and background saying, yes, black is beautiful. Do you love the dark? Yes. I love the dark. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sharing my truth. Yes. I love that. I got so excited when you mentioned beautiful blackbird because that <laughs> was like one of, I think that was still early in my like Alliance career. And I was like, this is amazing. I mean, like to hear a theater full of, you know, four or five year olds, zero to five year olds saying like black is beautiful and like singing it. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was a very like validating affirming experience um and the same when i read your book of i think there's I'm, i hope i don't get it wrong but there's a it's like uh when all the colors come together and like the squishiest 
hug and that's black. And I'm like, wow, like, yes, it's love. And I really love how you, like you're mentioning, are trying to create more positive associations with blackness, with, you know, it being dark. And, and so I love that. I just had to, I just got so excited. <laughs> you said that. Uh, well, Ariel, I'm so happy we got to have this conversation. And I, I feel, I feel affirmed, um, being able to just share these thoughts. And, and I think that's what I love about theater. It's, it's, it's conversation come to life and it's, it's thoughts coming into action. And I hope that anyone listening um, to this, you're not just letting these words fall on your ears or, but you're really allowing the spirit of what we're saying to invoke some action. Um, what are the ways that you are taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. What are the ways that you are keeping the truth alive in your life and the people around you? Um, and how are you sharing truths that are not your own? Um, how are you exposing yourself to truths that are different than your own? Um, and I think that is the way that we move toward that future um, that I was envisioning before and that same realm to bring us home can you mention your analogy of theater and justice yes okay so at the um in our allyship sessions um which reach out to us if you'd like to you know hop in on an allyship um or bring us to where you are but what i love about theater is it is someone comes up with a vision um, and they bring people together around that vision, directors, designers, actors, with the specific tools that and skills and talents that they have. And then that collective brings that vision to life on a stage for other people to experience in real time. And I believe that the concept of justice is the same thing. Someone has a vision of what we want this world to look like. You gather people around with the unique skills and talents and abilities that they have. And then together we bring that vision to life in the world for other people to experience in real time together. So that's what, you know, this was for us. Um, And I hope you're able to continue doing that in the world that you're a part of. Thank you so much for being with us for this conversation. It was truly a lift to my spirit. So I hope it's able to do the same for you. Um, And know that there is still time to see the Hot Wing King on our stage. It is closing March 5th. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Uh, This is one you do not want to miss. Also know that our classes are on sale. So for the young person in your life, for you, um, if you have any interest in camps, classes, or what acting even is, come join us here at the Alliance Midtown Campus. 
Also, we have Jasmine Star Kid in rehearsal. Um, so look out for announcements for Jasmine Star Kid. This is for all of my sci-fi lovers. I am also building a time machine at my home right now. Um, and that is what this whole play is about. It's also about love and it's about family. Um, so again, for you or any of the young people, teens in your life, bring them to this show. And until next time, thanks for joining us here at the Alliance Theater Podcast.